1: Detailed.
3: B. Mitch Finley, 106.7, the fan. High noon in the District of Columbia. Right now, time to talk some college hoops. Obviously, uh, calendar's turning. It's almost March. Time to get into college the hoops. madness, baby. But the, the biggest story of the weekend was Duke-Wake, big win for Wake. They rushed to court afterwards, and I, my, what's my guy's name? Filipowski or something? Kind of, I don't know. Uh, I want to bring somebody in that I know has spent a lot of time watching. Our boy Troy Macker. We all used to work together Troy. Uh, once upon a time in Bethesda. Troy, what's up, dude? Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Good to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. I mean, I know what kind of a college hoop sicko you are, and I know how much college hoops you consume um, professionally and just as, like, your passion. Yep. It, for the few people that live under a rock that didn't see it, let everybody know what happened at the end of Duke wake and then kind of your reaction to it.
4: Yeah. So, uh, you know, wake pulls off a, a big win at home against Duke, um, you know, and this isn't number one Duke. And I, I think that's kind of an issue I have. And I'll kind of get to that, but you know, anytime you beat Duke, Duke probably gets court stormed more than any team in the country because they're Duke. Um, and so the wake force fans uh, storm the court, the players are trying to get off the court. Carl Philipowski is Duke's best player, six eleven big man, pro prospect, top 10 pick. Uh, and it, it it almost looks like fans don't go after, the, after him, but as they're running past him, like one fan almost looks like throws an elbow in him. Uh, it looked like they were somewhat targeting him. And, uh, you know, I, I think there was like a, a clash of a knee or something, and he, and he was injured. Um, and it, it was definitely his lower body, uh, which is horrible for Philip uh, Paskey and Duke and horrible for Wake Forest. Um, it, and it, it, you know, this brings, once again, brings up the, what do we do about court storm and Caitlin Clark was involved in a court storm a few weeks ago where she was uh, run over Um It happened. I remember Anthony Davis was taken down in a court storm when Indiana beat Kentucky back in 2010 in Indiana, they hit a buzzer beater and he rolled his ankle. Um, I love court storms, but I do think they're far too common nowadays. Like anytime you beat Duke at home, there's a court storm and like, I think it should be reserved for if you're an unranked team uh, and you beat the number one team in the country. Uh, there are too many court storms. Anytime you do something too often, the luster of it wears away. It's like if you say we're going to have a surprise on Friday. Well, it's not a surprise because you know it's coming. Um, so I wa- I don't know what you do here because anytime you know uh, the associations try to get involved, even like NFL curbing uh, ce- celebrations after touchdowns, they got really stupid and boring and, and uh, you know, kind of took away the fun. So I don't know what you could possibly do to, like, keep court storms alive but curb them so, um, you know, players don't get hurt. But it is becoming a major issue, if not already an issue, and something has to be done. I just don't know what because I want there to be safety. But I also think it's really cool when they happen and they're under the right circumstances.
5: Shouldn't that be the responsibility of the – Team that has the building and the security that's there. Yep. you got all these damn people with all these yellow uh, jerseys on. Some of them have other color jerseys. They should be able to be there to at least form a line. It's, I've seen a stadium where it was already they were they were prepared for it, and they had an right. area to get all the players in the one area and then walk them out. So right. they got they got to figure out something with that. And here's the
4: interesting thing: is Wake Forest actually called the timeout uh, up? You know, a, a double, uh, two scores with not that much time left. So, and that's a timeout you call to, you know, potentially get in the backups so you know your your players don't get injured. Uh, Roy Williams famously did that a couple times where they were getting blown out on the road, and he would take all his starters out and leave the court and have the the walk-ons basically take take the uh the the getting run over. But uh, it looked like Wake Forest tried to do that. But yeah, I I also think you could do it where like it doesn't have to be super immediate where, like, you can wait 30 seconds, right? Um, because there are some times where the court storm happens and the game, like, isn't technically over, right? Maybe they're reviewing a shot or something like that where they have to then clear the court. So there's certainly more that can be done, but I don't think, you know, any decision that's made, it's not going to be, like, inching towards it. They're going to make a drastic change. And, I, yeah. you know, in the SEC, you get fined twenty-five or $50,000 every time it happens and it goes up. Um, I, I think it's, you're going to see some very drastic changes happen.
3: Um, talking with our buddy Troy Macker here. You can give him a follow at Troy Macker, M-A-C-H-I-R. I have – I'm trying to eliminate any bias in my brain when I watch this, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What, what are the – give me the the size of this kid again. 6'10", 6'11", 225
4: pounds, uh, you know, pros,
3: uh, power forward, uh, stretch forward. Can't he just truck these dudes running at him? I think it was a young lady who tripped over here who hit his ankle. Yeah. Watching it, like maybe I I mean maybe he was being too nice and didn't want to get it just seemed like He was
5: just walking off the court and I think she (laughs) showed up and his foot was going out. But for me, I've always I'm in the mindset I'm in a defensive mood I'm in a (laughs) defensive posture immediately. And he was hit he was I think it was a young lady who ran into his leg. And he he got hurt, but the way they hit it, I can see it happening like that. You know what I'm saying? But I think the players have to also understand if you, you know that you're losing to a team that's lesser than you. Somebody may come on this court. You yeah. got to immediately start to protect yourself.
4: Yeah, and and you know it is kind of like if you're you know on a football field and and someone runs in behind you, you know you don't see it coming. You may not be in a fully athletic stance. The game's over so he's you know you know not no longer like his muscles are locked up he's trying to just walk to the sidelines uh, i i agree that you know the first they should teach these kids first thing you should do is just like hard right 90 degree angle get to the sidelines uh, and sometimes you see it work out well uh, when you know it's coming but this was worst case scenario uh, And and the, the kind of crappy thing about it is if this weren't you know a duke player or a, a future pick uh, it wouldn't be talked about as much, but, like, that's still a student athlete who's getting hurt by a fan after a game. But, yeah. So it is kind of like it's a good thing that it was Filipowski because he is a household name in the college hoops ranks. He's going to be drafted in the first round. Uh, so it does elevate the issue. But at the same time, like, if, it, if, if this were, you know, if Nebraska beat uh, Michigan State or something like that, it, we wouldn't be talking about it nearly as much. But it's now happened to the biggest star in college basketball, Caitlin Clark, and, uh, you know, one of the top men's players in Kyle Filipowski.
3: It's interesting you just said that, and that kind of clicked with me. Is Caitlin Clark the biggest star, not just in women's college hoops, but just in college hoops, period? Yes.
4: Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, and, you know, the visibility that she's gotten, um, the the amount of call-outs, shout-outs she's getting from pro athletes. Um, you know, you see the numbers uh, from uh, the, the, the broadcast of her games. You see the, the lines out the door. Um, you know, at these opposing games, you know, uh, I, I think like Illinois and, and Indiana uh, and Nebraska all had, you know, record attendance for her games, the Maryland game. Um, you know, I know like several people from the neighborhood who don't go to the Maryland games who were all at that game, um, you know, and, and that game, Maryland, Iowa was actually, you know, uh, one of the most wagered on women's games of the year. Um, she is, it's unique that it happens. I think you could, could have said the same thing about Sabrina Ionescu a couple years ago where she was up there. Um, but I think also that might've been the Zion Williamson year, but this is a lightly down year for men's college basketball stars, um, because of transfers and, you know,
3: just how many people left in the draft. So I think it is Caitlin Clark by a, by a good clip. Who is, I mean, who's the biggest star in the men's game? This doesn't seem like, like I've looked at NBA mock drafts. It's like four, you know, International kids before there's an American college player who would be yeah. like who's the Naismith winner this year? It's it's Zachy Day, the seven oh
5: right right, right. guy from JP don't like him that's why he wouldn't mention his name <laughs> I I forgot about him and I, you, I watched him I watched him play the other day against uh, Michigan Michigan's yeah, he, awful by he the got way. every rebound and was scoring everything.
4: He's, he's great. He's a very likable guy. Uh, you know, he's gotten so much better. He was, he was a, a, just a slab of concrete his freshman year. He's improved so much. Uh, you know, he's a nerd. He's an aerospace engineer. Um, you know, he, he loves playing video games, building Legos. Like he, he's not a great soundbite, he's an incredible basketball player. He's, you know, the most dominant player in the country, but you know, uh, Purdue has not had any NCAA success recently. Um, and uh, you know, he's not uh, He'll be drafted, but he's not, you know, a lottery pick. So, uh, you know, with the 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 amount, is he of not a now, lottery pick? I don't think so. Um, just with the amount, be because he's a he's a he's a fourth or fifth year player. Um, right. And, you know, the amount of guys from the G League ignite ignite and um, and overseas this year, uh, you know, that's where and freshmen that may not have had a good year, but they just have, you know, all the measurables and, and the age really going for them. That's the biggest thing is a lot of these seniors, they may get more visibility in the tournament runs, but it doesn't correlate to draft uh, status because of, um, you know, measurables and whatnot, with some exceptions, you know, like your Jerry Flynn, uh, but then, uh, you know, that that was the year that, uh, you know, the, the Timberwolves took Jerry Flynn over a certain Seth Curry. So, um, yeah, it is, we're at an interesting year. Um, but I think, you know, uh, if Purdue has some success, I, I, he will be a household name in a, sh- in a short period
3: of time. Yeah, I mean, I think Purdue's guards are better than they've been. I, I just Correct. I don't buy them. And I, people will tell me I'm crazy, but I just – You're just a hater. They just keep losing. So I, I'm going to be okay with that. Who
5: Who is the the favorite to go against the NCAA? Because every time we see a number one team, they get knocked out.
3: UConn just lost, right?
4: Creighton? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh you it's UConn or Purdue or, or, or Houston. Um, but, you know, they all have some, some pretty ugly losses. You know, Houston or UConn just lost to uh, uh, Creighton by a, a good bit, but that was off the heels of beating a number seven Marquette at home by a good bit. Um, Houston got drubbed at Kansas, but Kansas is one of the hardest places to play. Purdue has ugly losses to uh, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Northwestern. Um, but I think it's either UConn or Purdue. And like you mentioned, the guards are really what matters. You know, you, you can win NCAA tournaments without seven-footers. Uh, but Purdue has le- leaned heavy on that. Their best tournament success was when they had Carson Edwards, who averaged, you know, 28 points a game. He he was a threat to drive to the basket and shoot three-pointers. Uh, and so they have Braden Smith, who's probably their most important player. He's a 40% three-point shooter, averages 16 points a game. Uh, I think Purdue can have more success this year because, like you mentioned, they have guards. And you need guards and experience to win a march. Um, big men don't win you titles. Typically, you need people around them. Uh, and UConn has a full package of team. Uh, they have uh, players for roles, uh, players who can shoot, who can drive, who can play defense. They have a, a rim protector, big man, who's who's elite. Um, you know, it, but it's the only reason I'm second guessing UConn. is not because they lost to the Creighton. It is so hard to win back to back. just thought with the Chiefs. But it is just so hard, especially in a tournament where, you know, like Gonzaga's been one of the best teams the last 10 years. They don't have a title because the tournament is the most fun postseason we have, but probably the worst way to determine the best team of the season uh, in totality. When do new rankings come out, Troy?
3: Uh, Like AP every week, uh, Monday around 2 p.m. All right, because the ones I'm looking at right now still have Duke ahead of Marquette and Carolina. So there's going to be new ones later today correct okay um what about Carolina they've got good guards yeah I,
4: I I have every week I have a different opinion on North Carolina I can't figure this team out uh I can't figure out what I really want to think about this team they have a very good big man they have great guard play um but like they they sometimes just don't show up like they beat UVA but they scored like 49 points um, you know, they're a, a strong team that can score um, kill shots, which are ten zero runs, which are really important for tournament play. Uh, I It's also really tough for me because the ACC kind of stinks this year. Yeah. So usually you can get a good picture of how good a team is by their competition. Well, you know, Syracuse is down. UVA is not very good. Duke is good, but not the Duke we're familiar with. You know, uh, Clemson had a hot start this season. They've t- petered off Notre Dame stinks. So a lot of these teams were used to being good. Louisville is terrible. Um, So I don't know because the competition they're playing is suspect. It's kind of the same in the Big Ten. Uh, ACC and Big Ten, two power conferences for college basketball, a lot of mediocrity.
5: That's why I believe Gonzaga always ends up like they are. They play a weak schedule, get to the NCAA, and got to face real talent, and they don't have enough to hold up. They do it for a, a certain point. But if they got great teams back to back to back to back, they're not going to hold up very
3: long. I don't even think they're ranked right now, right?
5: But I'm saying, it, the years they always, yeah, they always a number one, number two seed. And then they don't have that talent. I think they're having to the handle the big dogs. It, it's I, fair. I, you know,
4: they, they have made two to three final fours in the last five years. They, they made a national championship
3: game. Now, granted, they got boat raced by Baylor. Yeah. But, um, Baylor curb stop. Is that, is, where's that kid that was on Baylor with the dyed hair? He looked like Cisco from the Thong song. Where is that kid? <laughs>
4: Is that Jeremy Sochan? I think yeah, he's in uh, San Antonio. He's playing with Wemby.
3: Okay, um, dude, let's let's go locally here. I, I've been saying for a few weeks now. Certainly, I don't think a school inside the beltway is making the tournament. Does that sound right? I think that sounds very right. Um, <laughs> what what about UVA? Because all of a sudden they're not ranked. They're probably on the bubble. They can't score. Like, what does that look like?
4: Yeah, I, I think, you know, they are going to need an impressive run in the ACC tournament. There's a lot of bubble teams now. Um, I mean, there always are. But a lot of teams are playing their way onto the bubble, uh, which means it's going to be really hard to parse through. There's going to be a lot of snubs, so to speak, just because there's going to be a lot of teams. Um, I haven't been very impressed with this, uh, this UVA team. Uh, you know, like, I, they're a good defensive team, as they always been. But, like, they lost to Virginia Tech by, like, 41 that just does not happen they do not do give part? up the type of points that uh, that they typically do uh, they you know they they scored like less than 50 points against unc Uh, I think they'll probably end up in because, you know, they they have a coach who can get his team right. And I think they will enough where some other teams and like there's, you're going to have a couple teams in the SEC play their way out because that's a really good conference. You know, um, Ole Miss and Mississippi state are going to end up beating each other up and they're, you know, they may both end up on the wrong side of the bubble. So, um, you know, I think the team that probably has the best shot in this area uh, and it really comes down to them winning their conference tournament, I think, but it's George Mason. Uh, That team is fun to watch. They had that Uh, good win
3: the other night, right, against Dayton?
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it would be really good for this region. I think George Mason, in general, uh, for your Georgetown, AU, Maryland, whatever fans, easy team to root for. There's typically no hatred there. Um, You know, they have a a major marquee moment in beating UConn to make the Final Four, which took place in D.C. And the guy who was the star on that team, Tony Skin, is now the head coach at, uh, you know, George Mason. They they rattled off 10 straight wins. Uh, The A-10 is a little bit down, but – Uh, You know, I would like to see that team in um, because I think they're they're very volatile. They play fast. um, They do give up some points, but they can score in bunches. uh, And it's the type of team that I think it's going to be the only team within 40 miles to the beltway that even has a sniff at it this year.
3: That's crazy, dude. And I know I think Richmond's playing well in VCU, but that's just far, dude. Let's be real. Um, Of the two major locals, Hoyas, Terps, uh, Maryland got that big signing, um, the kid out of Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, what do you know about him? How big of a deal is that for Maryland? Uh, Queen, Derek Queen, is that the name? Yeah, 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 he's good. Uh, haven't
4: seen too much uh, of him, but I think it's it was super important for Maryland right now because uh, they're in an odd space. Like, I I don't think anyone anticipated them struggling this much. Um, you know, they have the talent necessary to be a tournament team right now. They've been shooting the ball just horribly. And if it's
3: if Jameer doesn't score 40,
4: they're cooked. That's basically what it yeah. seems like.
3: That's a problem.
5: I, yeah. I,
4: I think, you know, um, you know, Willard is now in, what, year two or year three? And so two. he's getting his two, so he's this is the year you really cement what you do and you get everyone on the same page, but right now he needs to be changing things up and, you know, throwing something at the wall and, and changing the style, changing positions, changing pace of play, doing something. Um, so I, I do understand some of the criticism levied towards him, um, but I do think getting a commit now can satiate some of the people because Terps fans want change all the time. They want to be really good all the time in basketball. Um, and I think they're. it's not that they're a bad team. They're just playing poorly, and that can change with the recruit fresh offseason and get things uh, headed in the right direction next year.
3: I, I, we'll see. They need that one. Dude, uh, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you. The Hoyas obviously had Cooley left Providence to come to Georgetown, right? And I don't know what that – it's. I thought it was about money, but people will tell me there were other things at play. Um, I correctly nailed Georgetown last week to uh, to take them against St. John's with the points, and then to mm-hmm. take DePaul with the points. I know mm-hmm. they've got Providence coming up. Um, it seems like they really get up for that Providence game, but the rest of the season is <clears throat> Providence going to get up for them too. Now. Really pretty ugly. Like, what do they got going? Not a lot. <laughs> Uh, Brumbaugh, Bryson
4: Brumbaugh is, uh, is pretty good. He'll be around for another two years, I believe. Um, the recruiting class is not stellar. But, uh, you know, honestly, Ed Cooley's recruiting classes at Providence were never super great, you know, save the one year he had Chris Dunn. But Chris Dunn really took a long time to develop. Uh, that's, he's a developer, man. It's When you get the sophomores, juniors, and seniors, by the time you're in your year three with Ed Cooley, you're playing harder than anyone in the country. There's a reason that, like, they average more overtime games uh than anyone for for three or four years because they just it's fist fights every game is a fist fight uh, <laughs> but he got high enough players high level enough players who could make shots um so i think it's going to with georgetown they're three years away uh you know hopefully they is, can pick up a signature get, win or so next year
3: do you get three years though anymore like if it's three bad years Georgetown's gonna have to give him to him because they sunk in a lot of
4: money to him. They sunk in a lot of money to Ewing that they're still paying. Uh, and Georgetown, you know, while there are some very generous benefactors there, you know, they don't have money coming in through football, um, so they are a little hamstrung there in terms of uh, uh, you know uh, being able to to you know just pay coaches not to coach. Um, I think you know, and Ed Cooley has the track record, unless. Things hit the wall where he's cussing out more fans and stuff like that. Um, but you know, uh, I think he's a guy who always makes progress on his teams, and uh, I think that you know he'll have to hit the transfer portal a little bit harder, which he's been reticent to do in years past.
3: Um, but uh, everybody to start doing that. Yeah, man, it's, yeah. it's 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 you know, transfer portal or die. Like that's just the, the reality now. B and I also thought the the I'm rich as a bleep was really funny from Cooley. Was that well received or were people pissed? Uh I loved it.
4: I thought it was great, <laughs> obviously, I'm a Georgetown fan, but I also just like you know i I'm getting to the age where it's like let the people have some color, have some fun man um uh, it was not well received among college basketball people um because you know you're a head coach, you're supposed to be respectful and and uh you know um you know lead by example and all that stuff, but he wasn't he wasn't insulting the guy, he was basically the guy was calling him out for for getting paid lots of money to not do anything. He's like, yeah, I'm rich, so what? Um, it was funny. Uh, and when you're not winning games, you know, and you're in the first year of a, a pretty big rebuild, like, sure, go for it. But uh, it, when coaches lash out, it is almost never going to be well-received, no
3: matter how funny it is. Right. That's a fair fair way of saying it. Uh, Troy, thank him. you, dude. We might have to do these uh, for the next month or so, so so buckle Absolutely. up, all right? Absolutely. Thanks, guys. We God. will be calling right, you. That's our guy, Troy Macker. You can follow him, get all of his content, T-R-O-Y-M-A-C-H-I-R, college hoops fanatic over at Bet Rivers. Um, We call Troy because he's an expert on college hoops, and he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. When it comes to windows or improving your home, we recommend you call Paul Henry. Why? Because he's an expert. He knows what he's talking about, and we have the proof. He's done it at my house. He's done it at Brian's house. It's funny. I was sitting out in my porch yesterday, and he transformed my home. It's no longer cold in the winter and hot in the summer. It's just perfect year-round. The cold air stays in in the summer. The warm air stays in in the winter. And if you call right now, you can get 85 bucks off each window with a five-window minimum and up to 10% off doors.
5: Uh, Jay, I'm glad you said that because Paul will be at my house Thursday. Uh, right after we get off of work, I'm going to check him out. And the uh, thing about Paul, he does windows. He's, he's great at windows, but he does some other things, too and i have him coming over to check on some other things I need to get done. I talked about this walkway going from my one garage to the other, and I want to make sure I get that back to uh, pristine condition. Paul is is excellent at doing that. He comes and he takes care of everything he's supposed to. But if you want to get some windows now, reach out to Paul, and you'll receive $85 off each window uh, with a five-window minimum. If you want to get some doors, you get 10% off the doors. So contact Paul Henry's Windows installation today and tell him that B. Mitch Finley sent you. PaulHenrysWindows.com
3: News trickling in. All right. I don't know that we'll go to this, but this is cool. Defending World Cup champ Argentina will play Guatemala at FedEx Field on Friday, June 14th. I think, we'll think that's go. pretty cool. Um, I'm guessing. No, man, I'm guessing Messi is retired from international play and probably isn't playing in a random friendly anyway. But it's cool. Probably and as Argentina's loaded with other players, but. Messi may be the greatest of all time and certainly in the conversation. Maybe he'll just be there and hang out. Um, but if you're into soccer, I mean, getting to watch Argentina. and uh, I went to D.C. United the other
5: night. What's
3: that? I went to oh, DC yeah, United. how was that? That was fun, man. What, what was that, Saturday night? Yeah, dude had a hat trick. For D.C. or for the DC. other team? D.C. Nice. Who'd they yeah. play? Uh, new England. Wayne Rooney is gone. They got a new coach. I, if somebody had a hat trick, I assume they won, right? Yeah, uh, three to one. All right, good. Um, the that- guy, the guy that scored it,
5: he's dude. He's tall, but he's he's lived
3: by the net. They couldn't move him out. Damn, MLS doesn't own MLS.com. What's the MLS website? What is it? MLS All right, man, I'm not doing so hot here. Um. We're going to do our official MLS preview right now. Huh? Um, so DC United is one and zero. I assume wasn't that the opener? Yeah. Well, I thought it was their
5: first, their home opener, right?
3: Landy, you got anything for us on this? All right. Conference standings. DC has three points. Yeah, they're one and zero. Boom. Okay. We're on top of this thing. Right. Um, who was the, what was the guy's name that scored? I know they got a new coach. That I heard an interview with him. He wants to like be more up tempo. I couldn't. I couldn't pronounce the name. Okay. We're not going to have your name, sir, but we're working on it. Um, DC United was really good for a long period of time, and that was a lot of fun. And they've just been awful for a while The
5: atmosphere was festive.
3: Dude, Audi Field is awesome. It is. It's a lot of fun, and you'd love if they could get it back. Because I, I, there are serious diehard fans who I'm sure I'm going to get tweets from now. Um, but I, I think... You really hope if they can get something going again, it'd be a lot of fun. So, I got your guys' name, Be You ready? All right. This is from MLSsoccer.com. Uh, quick reactions to everybody's first game. Christian Benteke. That's him. B-E-N-T-E-K-E. Yeah. Uh, Christian Benteke in the six-yard box is a CB, problem. CB, baby, CB. The Belgian striker got a hat trick. In D.C. United's 3-1 opening win over New England. And thus, the Tony Lesesny era started with fireworks. I, I'm guessing Tony Lesesny is the new coach. Must be. Um, the new head coach said this. In terms of us playing into Christian Benteke, I don't know why you wouldn't play into Christian Benteke. I'm saying the dude's good, man. All right. There you have it. We are an official... Tony Lesnesny and Christian Betenke radio show. Those are our guys. You've you've just you've made it. Um I'm now watching highlights. This dude is good. Uh that was our DC United. Right.
5: He goes down there and like move me out.
3: That was it's our DC good. United MLS preview. Um He's a big fella. All right, cool. Um Saturday I had my paddle tournament. Yeah. that. I heard was, about uh, you. Did you play well? When you said we got to talk about it, I, I I thought you played well. So what the hell happened? I you know what B, the tournament started at eight in the morning, and I didn't do anything crazy the night before or anything. Really? I think I think I'm a, I think I'm a a nighttime player because there's lights. Usually we play at night. I think the morning threw me for a loop. Um, I never played my best for a prolonged period. Um, but we did. We finished top twenty. How many teams they had? <laughs> More than 20? <laughs> 21. <laughs> Hold on. Linfield, we Hold finished, on, top on, it, 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 it finished top 20. Jeff if if they finished top 20, it was 21 teams. <laughs> he was number 20. No, there was an even number of teams. Okay, so it was 20 what? More than 20. 22? More than 22. <laughs> 24. Jeff, there is good news for you. <laughs> there was a giveaway. <laughs> Oh, at the paddle Lord. tournament. So my brother-in-law, his he had to change partners at the last minute. And they had already given, they had already ordered pants for his first partner. And so his second partner got these pants. And what size are they? So my Cam is my brother-in-law. Cam's first partner was a former like minor league baseball player, like a big kid. Like a this guy's gotta be like six five. And then the guy that ended up playing with him, shout out to Sneaky Pete, is like 5'8". Five five. So, Jeff, I believe, I don't know, are you a double X, double X pants? I, hey, they may be a little tight on Jeff, to be honest with you. No. <laughs> I don't think I'm a double X pants, bro. You're not? You bigger than that? I don't know, man. How are the pants? Let me got, see them. Let me how see How about them. I go try them These on? These are pretty fresh, though. You think I, I should go try I'm them
5: not gonna on? They're going to be a little. They're going to be a little tight. He I all, also,
3: he's going to look like he's about to go run track for the uh, wanna Lady see, Bears. I want to see Jeff wear Congressional Men's Paddle member guest pants to the record studio <laughs> and just see what everybody says. Jeff, what the hell are those? They're going to look like you know, yoga pants on you, Jeff. They're cut pretty big, <laughs> I feel like. JP, because no. you're looking at them. Have
5: you seen Jeff lately? Hold on. What is that supposed to mean?
3: You always claim you're an XL.
5: You told him he was yeah, too but he admitted 280 the other day. No, I did not say 280. I said I'm down from 280. I'm at 269.
3: Congratulations.
5: Um, Okay. So you can't wear double X pants? I just said I don't know. JP, the the pants I shop in is not usually an XL. It's a number. So, you know. Hey, know what you do? Try them on. If they're tight, we will post it on Philly. We could do that. Okay. Y'all weirdly want to see me try on pants. Uh, No, let's do it. (laughs) I'm saying you say I'll try them on. So be over here trying to see how I look in congressional pants. How weird is that? That's JP
3: who said all that. I didn't know the name on him. Brian, I never brought up trying it on. That was your idea. No, he said it up front. Um, I try them on. I do think we have to post a picture if you try them on. It's definitely weird how you guys want Jeff to try on pants for you so you can photograph it. That's unusual. Hold on. When you say it like that. Say
5: what you want to say. The person trying to throw shade is going to be the one who take the picture and, and post it. Level. Yeah.
3: Um, and laughing a little ass off. You know what I was That's thinking true, I'm, about? I'm weird. How? We know. How are you going to name this segment for the podcast? We talked Argentina, DC United, mm-hmm. and if Jeff can fit into double XL pants.
2: I'm going to say JP's MLS preview, and Jeff needs uh, bigger pants. Strange do you, stuff. Do you think it was a comprehensive
3: MLS preview? Uh, it was great. Not did, not even remotely, but you know, hey. Did we
5: serve? say them? what you want to say? I was at the game and we game. talked about it. I promise you, it's
3: more than any station in this building did today. Yeah. You know what's sad, Brian? I played five games of paddle tennis on Saturday. My body was a wreck. It's about five hours of relatively strenuous exercise. Maybe not even strenuous exercise. Is it like- it's not like pickleball, then, because they no. I, they barely move. Right? No, it's way more. It's more, it's closer to tennis than pickle. Okay, because I need to see you do it if I give you any credit. My lower back was a Well, Jay, that's because you you're don't. you not doing it right.
5: If your lower back hurting to me, you're not doing something right.
3: Brian, I think I'm not doing a number of things right. <laughs> Nobody go anywhere. It's B. Mitch and
5: B. Mitch here, and I always demand extras whether I'm on or off the field. And if your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for my friends over at Rude. Thanks to the IRA Act. You can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, there are extra rebates on RUDE equipment just for you. Personally, I have three RUDE 18 series inverted heat pumps power in my home, and it's a total game changer. So head over to RUDE.com. That's R-U-U-D.com. And see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with RUDE. Because if it ain't RUDE, it After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago,
3: Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places?
6: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media, and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tecovas.com. That's T E C O V A S dot com, and point your toes west.
3: Hey, right. Um, update. Jeff cannot fit in double XL pants. So, um, I got a photo, Landfill. I'll send it to you, Landfill. Be Mitch. I'm going
5: to just say this. Have you ever seen J Lo in some of her tight stuff? Yeah, that's just how Jeff his pants fit him.
2: Oh no, I'm, I'm
5: sorry. Please do not ever he, compare he me to J Lo. He looks like Jeff Lo.
3: <laughs> Jeff, can I ask you a question? Well, he looks like J Lo. Jeff Lowe. Yes, JP. What's your question? Would it be fair to characterize you as having a big ass? Excuse me. I'm, I'm asking. <laughs> wait, 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 I'm asking uh, if that's...
5: everybody out there listening to the show right now. That's just that's the Philly side of the show. I'm just, I'm
3: just asking that. Paul, I think I think I low key have a fat ass. We I, gonna, I'm telling you. People don't gonna, expect it, but I do. I can't I, wait. I can't wait
5: to see uh some of the, the some of the, the comments from the show today. They're gonna be like, they were talking about asses. Nah, now, man,
3: now I all right. I can wear like I'm wearing a 33 waist pant right here. But I I have Big thighs, big, I'm, I'm thick, as the ladies would say. Yeah, I, that's
5: my problem. I have thick thighs. Bro. J-Dog's forever, man. I got thick thighs, So bro. you say you got 33 inches. And we're
3: going to eternally pause this conversation. You got 33 inches, Jay? I think it's okay for men to talk about each other's thickness. I don't yes, think it is. N- and not the way you presented it. Like <laughs> <laughs>
5: You got one wanted- guy comparing me to hey, J-Lo, and hey, you Jim. asked me. Yeah. We don't know if you're going to be able to go to WF.
3: I'm out on WF. The dude's going to be like, don't let JP come. I am out. I'm all the way out on WF. Um, Nah, nah, nah. We're going to throw one at a different spot. Now, I have a question for the room. I'll start with Landfill. Uh, I'm getting a ton of feedback from our MLS preview. Thank you for all the positive feedback. People clearly are excited about our... Is it really positive? Uh, No. Um, (laughs) What? What? why? Why mad because we mentioned the game and and talked about it? The, the, The world is a vampire. Landfill. Is this a compliment or not? This is from Ziggy sixty two. He says, "While JP is a great radio host, he would have made an all star used car salesman." <laughs> how does one respond to that, Landy Hey, no, that's, that's hurtful. I take that as a compliment. You think it's hurtful? No, yeah. I mean, if all star used stuff, I mean, he's gonna be at the
5: top of the game. He know how he can sell a damn. Four by four inch spot. I could for sell millions.
3: fire and hell.
5: He, he can make you believe a lot of stuff.
3: Sure, uh, that's complimentary. We're gonna
5: leave it as complimentary. JP. Used car salesmen do not have good reputations. They don't. But guess what though? They keep jobs.
3: Okay. Do radio hosts have good reputations? Better than yeah, used I car salesman. I do. You I don't might. know about you. You might. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to make of of much of this. I am excited to talk to Barry's friend. At least you'll be an all-star. That's right. Yeah. Barry joins us next. He's down in Palm Beach at the Nats Spring Training Facility, getting everything uh, ready for that season. What I want to ask Barry, almost above all else, I want to talk football with him and the Combine and everything, but the learners are no longer selling, right? There was a time where the learners were trying to sell the team. Now they're not. I wonder – if there's not something bigger at play now that the Orioles are getting sold, you would think that means that Masson's out or or, or, or the Angelos family is out and maybe something changes with Masson. And maybe there's, like, bigger changes for Beltway baseball in two cities coming. Um, but I'm really curious what Barry thinks because he's wired in. What do you, What do you make – do you draw a line – is there a correlation – From the Orioles getting sold, and now the Learners aren't for sale, or is that too much of an extrapolation? I think it's
5: too much of an extrapolation. I, I I don't draw a direct line. I just figure that maybe just the relationship between the two, maybe something that they're willing to try out first. Because I'm the the relationship between he and Kraza, you know, it didn't work out. That wasn't gonna work out at all. Right. And I think anybody with the last name was going to always make you have the, a problem with them.
3: Yeah, I think it was never going to work with Angelos now that that is getting removed. Maybe that can change things. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's going to be interesting. Tweets are starting to fly now. Um, they kill you now?
5: Eh. Just tell them. How. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. I'm yeah.
3: made of steel. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk to Barry next. We'll kind of... Go from there. Um, I still haven't seen this Cam Newton fight. Where do I find it? It's all over the place, J.D. Did he actually get in a fight? I, the people went after
5: him, and he was just holding two guys like they were little kids. What, is, what I'm finding out is that it was two coaches that used to coach with him that were coaching the team that they just played against, and so that team had beaten them. But it was a lot of trash talk going on, and they went after Cam Cam was holding like Oh wow, I'm looking at this. Cam was holding both of them off like he never stumbled or anything. It's like he was like, come on, little boys. And then a couple of the the people that played on the team started trying to throw some haymakers too.
3: I mean, here's what I know. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's a unit. But did somebody try to hit him with like a walking stick? What was that stick to that Somebody comes tried to hit him now. with something,
5: but the whole thing about it is listen.
3: Oh, that dude tried to sneak him.
5: Yeah. And Cam does a lot of good stuff. Now t- Cam is weird as hell. I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm preface a preface everything by saying that, but he does a lot, which he don't have to put up with all that mess. Okay, but he did, and now he's he is involved. So with much this.
3: bigger than these other yeah. dudes.
5: Those dudes are coaches from uh, another team that used to be coaching with him. His hair—it also looks like he's he wearing had on a witch hat, a witch's hat, and it never moved.
3: It never moved. These guys that started this fight need to evaluate their lives. You're starting a fist fight with a guy that's probably paying for everything at a youth it was, football he tournament? He was at a
5: different uh, it was a flag football camp, I mean tournament, and he took his team there to play, and it was about 1,500 total kids there. Um, but that those two guys that came at him, it was more than two, it was like three guys, and he was just holding them all. But those guys came after him for some reason I, they, I, I could not decipher exactly why. But they said there was a lot of trash talking
3: happening. Well, uh, and one of the one of the things I always try to remind people of is that like you you hear a guy is old or small, but that is old and small relative to the rest of the NFL. Cam 250, and thirty four years old. Yeah, like hey oh no. <laughs> Barrys Ferluga joins us next.